Thanks for tuning in to Witch Wednesdays with Steph for a chat about a new witchcraft topic every Wednesday morning. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph, and you are listening to episode 72, Intro to Shadow Work. And today should be a bit of a fun episode because I have a guest here with me who is the host of her own podcast, which you may know, Cat's Tea and Witchcraft, which I just love the name. So Fauna, I would like you to take it away and introduce yourself and a little bit about your podcast, what you talk about and your practice in general. Hi there, everybody. I'm Fauna, like Steph said, and um, I'm the host of Cat's Tea and Witchcraft podcast. Um, I started the podcast last summer. I've been planning on doing it for a little bit longer um, than just last year, but I really didn't know how to get started with it and everything. But I felt like at a point, I just was ready and it just kind of clicked just with like a lot of other things in life and just with witchcraft in general, things just start to click out of nowhere. As you practice things, you're unsure on things and it just felt like the right time. So I kind of dove with it. But like like this podcast, Witch Wednesdays, I kind of go over the same topics, kind of beginner levels and then slowly add on to things. Um, I'm on the second season and um, things are really rolling. I also started doing interviews and I'm hoping to have um, uh, this podcast come and visit my side of the podcast world as well. But uh, I yeah. can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So I go over a lot of very similar things. I wanted to do it to help me as well, but also help others get those introductory things that they need, get other opinions. Because when you're just reading a book, it's kind of difficult sometimes to really understand without almost hearing someone else and having that almost like teacher connection or just having a connection with someone else. And sometimes YouTube videos work and sometimes they don't. But with podcasts, you can listen to it while you're working, while you're driving, and you don't have to worry about the visuals. When you're in the middle, you can multitask. And so sometimes people are so busy in their lives, they don't have time to sit down and watch videos or read a book for hours at a time and take notes. So these podcasts, both of our podcasts, I've heard and with reviews and everything, people just are able to absorb while they're doing other things. And they don't feel as bad for not being able to sit down and just read a book all the time. And that's really tedious when you have to, because we're busy. A lot of witches are like full-blown adults. We have either lives, we have pets, jobs, children, and or other things in our lives that makes it really, really difficult in comparison to if you don't have those things. Very true. <laughs> full-blown adults. I love that. Yeah, full-blown adults. You don't feel <laughs> like real adults. apparently we are <laughs> <laughs> significantly long out of high school and college. And we're like, what? I'm not 16 anymore? <laughs> That's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I'm here to help people. And I have learned so much, even though it's topics that I've already been aware of, just doing the research and trying to answer questions in a different way that I might not do it to make it easier for other people. I've learned so many things just from working on podcasts and listening to other podcasts and just things just click differently. I interpret them differently or hearing other opinions and it is such a different world than it would have been 10, 15, 20 years ago in in this community. Yes, I completely agree. And the interesting thing with, you know, working with you and other podcasters is that I've never been Wiccan based. Mm-hmm. So learning all of this 
Wicca information is fun to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not uh, exactly how I want to practice, but just because I host a podcast, I don't want to leave out all of those listeners. So Mm -hmm. I've been learning even more about that sort of side of things, which Mm -hmm. I think is really interesting. Just Mm -hmm. all of the uh, different people who have all of these different realms of knowledge from me. It's great. Yeah. And even though I identify as Wiccan, I do try to make sure I'm aware of other people's views and things. And like I made an episode on the the love hate for um I'm blanking on it of the uh, of the read, the Wiccan read and the things that come with that and the thing with love and light, how it's like blown out of proportion and things like that. So even though they're things that I follow, I also think certain things in regards to them are kind of annoying. So like being able to see both sides really helps people who aren't just religious because not everyone is a religious witch and there are atheist witches and those who are still finding their spirituality in the process of also finding themselves in witchcraft. So it's definitely good to have those perspectives on both sides, even if it's not your own way. Like people will ask me about hexes or candles and things. And even though I don't work with them, if they have a question, I'll be like, well, have you considered this? Or have you tried this? Maybe just to kind of clean up what you've been doing if you're not getting the results that you want. Yeah. And if you have not checked out Fauna's podcast before, I definitely recommend that you do. She has a lot of uh, interesting topics. If you like what you know, I've talked about and Tara and I have talked about in the past, you're really going to like hers. It's just like a different view on things. And a lot of, I've learned a lot of interesting Wiccan knowledge from yours, like your wheel of the year episode mm-hmm. and all of those things that um, I wasn't necessarily aware of all of those things. So it's mm-hmm. you know similar in format. So if you yeah. like the sort of like beginner information, but just another viewpoint on it, I think mm-hmm. you're really going to enjoy yeah. Lana's podcast too. I have little rants in there sometimes, but I'll always like really to disclose like the, rants. the rants or when something's opinion, we're like, well, this is my opinion because there's always the troll that comes in and says, I don't like this or this isn't true. It's like, well, it's we do still have opinions and it's okay for us to have these opinions even if it doesn't (laughs) line with you because learning other people's perspectives helps you either stabilize and truly know if you believe in what you believe in or are you going to start questioning your beliefs because maybe you learned something you weren't aware of exactly yeah so ready to roll into shadow work oh yes so we are going to have a little chat about shadow work today. We're just going to do kind of an introduction because I've gotten a lot of questions just about what shadow work is. I think that's kind of become a sort of popular topic lately and in the past couple of months. And I think a lot of people dealt with shadow work in 2020 without realizing that they did. Oh, 2020. 2020, right? And not, not putting that sort of name to it. So I just wanted to do a little intro episode of just kind of just the basics of what it is. There's no way we could go over everything relating to shadow work in just a short podcast, but uh, maybe there will be you know, some future episodes and things like that where we can talk a little bit more and a little more in depth about the different methods and things. But we just wanted to give you a sort of overview of what we're talking about here and Fauna is familiar in healing and emotional work. She just You just had an episode on uh emotions in your witchcraft yes that literally just came out in the last 24 hours yes when we're recording this so uh she is versed on this topic as well so we're just going to give you a little bit about what we know about as an introduction (laughs) 
So the one of the best ways I think of shadow work or just generally what it is, um, is thinking about it as the lunar cycle. So the new moon and full moon are completely different, but we as witches use lunar energy in all of its phases, both light and dark. The energies are very different, but neither is better or worse than the other. We use, you know, full moon water for one thing, but then we use new moon to cleanse and things like that. Um, so there's a place for both of them in witchcraft. And in the same way, we sometimes need to look at the not so pleasant aspects of ourselves in order to heal any ongoing issues. So that's sort of considered our light side versus our shadow side. It's the same way that there is a new moon and a, and a dark, a dark moon and a full moon. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's always two sides to something. It's never just one-sided. Exactly. So we have, you know, the conscious mind, that's the light energy. And then we have the subconscious mind or your shadow energy. And this concept comes from Carl Jung, the psychologist, Jungian psychology. Uh, he was a colleague of Sigmund Freud. So all of those sort of concepts about conscious and subconscious mind. And Jung identified this subconscious mind as the shadow and this sort of um, disowned or shameful parts of ourselves, this dark side. But today we understand that shadow side, not so, you know, shamefully or disowned. We are trying to work on tackling the task of fixing old patterns and acknowledging these darker sides as part of your whole person. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's definitely those sides where we just don't want to think about and talk about them all the time just because it doesn't really feel good, but suppressing them can over time can definitely cause little things to seep up that could make life a little bit more difficult or just a little more unnecessarily stressful. Yeah. And people, there's a you know wide variety of shadow work and you're not going to dive in if you've never sort of addressed your emotions in this way, mm-hmm. which I, I'm a Scorpio and I really, I don't like addressing emotions. Oh, not- I, I know Scorpio as well. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> With my Virgo side. It's not something I love to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, we water signs are emotional, but we don't Mm -hmm. like to, you know, Scorpios don't like to outwardly deal with Mm -hmm. that sort of emotion and do that sort of work. So you're not going to jump in and deal with kind of the most traumatic things that have ever happened to you. You definitely have to dip your toes because it could be very overwhelming. It's literally something you have to slowly put yourself into. It's like a workout. You literally have to take it step by step because you don't want to like hurt yourself or overwhelm yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you want to sort of start shadow work in, you know, something like a small dipping your toes in. And we've recommended on this podcast before that if you need help, professional help with any of these things, we highly recommend that always. Therapy is a wonderful tool. And if you need to talk with a therapist or a medical professional, a holistic healer, anything like that, then we definitely recommend that. We love therapy. It's a good thing. And in those own rights, you could attach it to your shadow work and how you do it. It doesn't have to be always mystical or magical or like lighting candles all the time. It could literally, it's somehow you're just processing things, but everyone does it different. And one of the ways to do it, and you can talk about it with 
whoever your medical professional is, your therapist, your counselor, anyone you're talking to about the other things you're doing on your own that they might be able to tie in with those therapies. Absolutely. Because some of this, you know, shadow work, we have these more like negative aspects. Sometimes we know about them, but a lot of times they are completely subconscious. Mm -hmm. And that's when you get into the more, you know, difficult aspects of it because you just don't know because we, you know, since birth are influenced by many things in the world, the people we encounter, any conflicts that we have, the environment that we grow up in. So Mm -hmm. all of the lessons that we learned in those, you know, childhood years stick with us and Mm -hmm. they turn into the beliefs that affect how we act and how we react as adults. So those things are so deeply ingrained that you might not immediately recognize that they are hindering you in whatever ways in your Mm -hmm. present present day. A lot of things are buried very deep and they haven't seen the day of light for a while or you just didn't realize until something kind of triggers it. Exactly. I think, uh, especially in our society, a lot of creative talents are suppressed in children. They're considered not as, as profitable or something like that. So if you were a child who really loved drawing and painting and creative art, but somebody said that you weren't good at it, or somebody said it was a waste of time, you may have just subconsciously believed that and then went into a career in finance instead, mm-hmm. completely opposite end of the spectrum. Yep. Um, and you've, you know, quit all of those artistic talents. That is something that's, you know, deep within that mm-hmm. may have been, you know, your true life path, something artistic and creative like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't even realize that you buried that because of some trauma that maybe you're brother said when you were six years old that you're a terrible Mm -hmm. artist you know all of those things affect us later in life in ways that we didn't realize until we start doing this sort of shadow work exactly so one idea of this that you know works in this sort of shadow work realm uh, it also goes along with what's called the law of attraction Mm -hmm. that is a huge part of of witchcraft <laughs> um, mm-hmm. we all love that in performing magic and that is the idea that everything in the universe contains energy mm-hmm. that vibrates at different frequencies so the law of attraction states that energies of a similar vibration will be attracted to one another mm-hmm. so when you are constantly putting out like these good vibes that you are a winner um, and things come to you easily, then you might be the type of person who, you know, wins lotto tickets and things like that and mm-hmm. gets upgrades at hotels, like those kind of things that you're attracting those kinds of things. And many people in our spiritual community believe that. And that's like how you focus and set intentions when you're crafting a spell is that you want to manifest these positive things in your life. But shadow work is the opposite of that and not ignoring the unpleasant things. Mm-hmm. You have to do the inner work to progress to the next level. You just can't put out all of these, you know, law of attraction, positive vibes to get all of the good things and just completely ignore the unpleasant things. It's just eventually going to backfire. Yep. It's either trying to find some sort of balance or some sort of energy to push something in the particular direction. And if you have something that's maybe kind of holding back that you weren't aware of in, with you're trying to work on something, 
finding where that roadblock is could possibly help whatever situation you're trying to manifest. Absolutely. It's comparable to a lot of mundane things. If you Mm -hmm. have, you know, a problem in your life, you don't keep trying, I mean, say the dishwasher is broken. You don't keep trying to press the start button on the dishwasher. You know, it's broken. You know, it's not working. You have to get in and figure out what's wrong. Something on the inside. Something on the inside. So that's how it works in sort of the magical realm too. If you keep trying a spell or keep trying to work towards something and there's a roadblock and it's just not happening. You can't keep trying the same thing over and over again, not get a result and think that it's going to work. You have to do the inner work as well Mm -hmm. and figure Mm -hmm. out what that roadblock is. Yeah. And I think sometimes the things that really bogs people down is there's so the community that is really focused on love and light, they, they're afraid to feel those negative sides and they're afraid if they tap into it, they'll no longer be, emitting the energy of love and light, but you can't have love and light without the other side. You need that balance. You need that yin and yang. You need the light, the dark, the sun and the moon to get things to work. Because if you're only heavily focused on one or you're suppressing another, things are going to go wonky or they're not going to work, or you're going to feel weird and you're not going to know why. So balancing that out could help I don't want to say make your magic better, but you might be able to put out better energy depending on the type of energy work that you're doing. That balance is super important. And sometimes it takes a while, but you can't ignore the things that you don't like sometimes. There's things in our everyday mundane life that we don't like to do, but it is important for us to get the things we want to happen that do make us happy. That just do make you feel better. I mean, Mm -hmm. nobody wants to mop the floors, okay? Like Nobody Mm -hmm. wants to do it, but it makes you feel better when your home is clean. Mm -hmm. That's, That's similar to how it works and you don't understand the good things and the happy feelings without also experiencing the negative. Yep. It's not always rainbows and unicorns. Can't always be that way. Sometimes you got to get a little dirt on you and I got to wash it off with a little little extra scrub. You got to work to get that dirt off. (laughs) (laughs) Got to muck the stalls to get a nice clean barn. (laughs) Oh, so that is, you know, in a nutshell, what shadow work is, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to feel pleasant, especially the more work that you do and the further you go in unburying really like deep old traumas. As you're unwrapping these things. May, yeah, they may be, you know, even further back in your family line, may not even have originated with you, but it's just a trauma that's been handed down, handed down. You are the one that's going to fix it for future generations. So you should be proud of yourself. It's hard work. (laughs) So a little bit of how to do shadow work if you're ready to start that. Definitely the first step like we talked about is recognizing that no emotion is actually bad. They can be unwanted. But despite what anyone says, anger, irritation, sadness, hopelessness, they are not bad. Uh, They're natural human emotions and they're signs that something's not right in your world. So that actually makes them extremely useful. And through these emotions, that's how you access the shadow self. So when you find yourself experiencing any of those emotions or any undesired emotion, that's when you want to start asking yourself certain questions to help you uncover the root reason. And we've talked about that before on this podcast that you don't always know 
what the root reason is. You may, you know, pick a fight with your significant other over emptying the dishwasher, but you may not actually be mad in that moment about the dishwasher. It's probably something else that happened in your day, something else going on um, with your emotions or something else in your life that led to that argument. Because it, in reality, you know, the dishwasher is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of where you want to go. You want to ask why, like, what is it that you're feeling? Why are you feeling this way? Could there be something else that's going on? And journaling can be exceptionally useful for this mm-hmm. process. It's shadow work in general. Mm-hmm. I, I love a good journal. Yeah, <laughs> I have uh, a couple journals that I've worked on in the past few years and everything. And sh- most of my shadow work, not the all of it, but a lot of it comes into journaling so I can keep track of it and go back with it and everything. I don't always use prompts. I'll just write about my day or how I feel. And I've noticed it's a very popular thing online that people usually start out with journaling because it's something at least physically tangible that they can hold and they can connect to. And it helps them process as well because sometimes when they're just thinking to themselves or talking to themselves, um, they don't feel it's legit if they don't have something physically in their hand when it comes to witchcraft. And people like having their books or they write it in their book of shadows and a lot of Facebook groups that are uh, Wicca and witch-based, they're doing like weekly shadow work prompts. Like the admins are sharing these things. So if anyone's looking for these things to journal on, maybe look within any Facebook groups or other groups that you're part of if you're in any Discord ones as well. Um, and they may be able to provide those things to you. They might be bookmarked so you can maybe go back to those and use them when you're ready. Yeah, and I like journaling I mean you can obviously do it online too it doesn't have to yeah, be you, it can be digital yeah. yeah physical journal but it's great to be able to look back and find those themes that sort of run throughout that you don't realize until you write it down or you know do those prompts and come to terms with it and you might start seeing the same things over and over patterns and connections exactly and it can be difficult at first to even identify what a shadow self is because it can be so in- interconnected with just having a bad day. Yep. And that's a little bit different than these like re-emerging patterns. You might just have a terrible day and you journal about that, but then it never comes up again. And being able to journal every day or weekly, whatever your sort of practice is, um, then it can be helpful to actually identify like a true shadow, a true pattern in your life emerging over and over again that you keep keeps coming up in some way. And a sure sign of that is those sort of I am statements mm-hmm. that are negative, like I am not good enough. I am not loved. I am a screw up. I am. A, I messed up. Anything like that. Those statements like that um, are really those shadow self sort of triggers and mm-hmm. they can cut. It doesn't have to start with I am It can also be like, nobody cares about me. I have to take care of everyone else in my life. Um, my feelings aren't valid. I can't share them. Things like that is you like repeat those sort of negative statements that affect like how you're feeling. That is what your shadow is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes we don't realize we're saying those self deprecating things, but when you write it down on occasion, you're like, Oh, I didn't realize I was being this harsh on myself or, oh, I didn't realize I was in that bad of a mood because in the moment you're in a really bad mood. But a couple days later, 
um, then you're like, oh, well, th the situation wasn't as bad as I thought. But noting how you feel in the moment can help you in the future process your things differently because you're like, oh, well, why am I talking to myself like that? Why am I feeling this way? And even something that small is progress to help you in your day to day, which can reduce the stress or reduce the outbursts or reduce just how you're feeling when things catch you off guard. And it'll slowly over time because shadow work isn't something that's quick. It could take a really long time to either figure out why you're feeling a certain way or what's causing it or a trauma traumatic thing in your childhood that you might have forgotten about. But once things start coming together, that's why journaling even digital or just voice recording yourself and sometimes you can transcript it is where the work comes from. So it's something that's not you're not just going to journal one day and then all your problems are solved. It's a continuous thing, just like everything else in witchcraft in our life we're going to do. It's a building up of who you are, what you believe in, and what you do and don't want for you in your life. And I mean, you could keep going your entire life. Yeah. And just keep There's going. always going to be something to work on. And if you feel like it's not, you're not the wise person you thought you are. The wise person knows they don't know everything, but they always know there's always more to learn and always more to adventure around and, and absorb. Different shadows will definitely change based yeah. on your current situation in life like you know things things that change like my you know own shadows now are completely different than anything that I was working on eight months ago mm -hmm. because my dad passed away in November which is like a whole new set of shadow self issues mm -hmm. that came up because of that so whatever happens in your life it's going to be a completely different set of circumstances. And mm -hmm. I think, especially with last year, a lot of sort of traumatic things came up, but then it triggered a lot of old or unknown feelings, Yeah, especially when people were at home and in isolation. Um, they didn't have all of the distractions that they normally had. We were so all that, stuck in our heads last year. Yeah. <laughs> so that brought up a lot of shadows. So I think a lot of people were doing shadow work last year without realizing what they were or not mm -hmm. putting that term to it. Mm -hmm. But in yeah. return, I feel like a lot of people, because of it, they're going to shadow work, but also a lot of people are definitely taking their mental health a lot more seriously, which is amazing. Yeah, but it's really that. weird that we had to have 2020 to make people realize how important it was. It was already kind of building up, but since literally the entire world was being affected, things couldn't be ignored anymore. Right. And, you know, I, I love to see that. I think that it's wonderful that people are taking that seriously mm -hmm. and realizing just how important that is. So I will take it. I think that is one good thing that came mm -hmm. out of that year is people recognizing the importance of that in their life. Yep. And you don't need witchcraft to work on yourself either. So shadow work can be with or without witchcraft. You don't have to be a witch to do shadow work at all. Yes, that's. Absolutely correct. A lot of people don't. And a lot of people just do it without calling it that. They go to their mm -hmm. therapy session. They work out a childhood trauma. That's shadow work. They just yeah. don't call it that. And yep. they don't perform any sort of spell work to help them with it. Exactly. But it's still absolutely valid. So spell work just kind of helps. You can use meditation and spell work to address these sort of like emotions, your bad habits related to them and all of those things. Um, obviously, not necessary. But since we're witches, we love 
adding meditation and spell work to everything. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> so. just to boost some things or kind of give you a little bit of a, a push to get those <laughs> things done. <laughs> we do have some herbs and crystals to share that are particularly helpful for shadow work. You can either you know, meditate with these, light incense using these herbs, just generally have them around while you journal or next to your bed while you dream, because a lot of things will come to you in, in dream work if you like to work that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just have a couple to mention and what they are for, but not going to dive into all of the different methods that you could use. Yeah, because there's that would so be, many. There's so many. That would be definitely a, a great topic for a future episode, but for Mm -hmm. an already long enough intro episode, don't want to overwhelm you. (laughs) So some great herbs that you can use. Uh, Chamomile is probably one of my favorites. Um, A chamomile is so relaxing. And then chamomile and lavender. Lavender is great for stress relief too. I I love a good lavender tea. Right. And you feel like, yeah, chamomile and lavender, I feel like the combination of those two is there's just something so soothing and you, when you are getting into the journaling and the meditation and getting into your head like that, that can be so overwhelming. I feel like chamomile and lavender for relaxing and stress relief are just so helpful for grounding and not feeling so like terrible. For sure. I have a lavender um, cream Earl Grey mix that I got from this fancy tea shop uh, around me. And I'll put milk in it and sit down and start reading and journaling. Or if it's before a meditation or just a small ritual in it literally is the best, at least for me. And it could be chamomile, just chamomile for someone else. But I love the lavender because it just gives that little extra kick with just a slight sweetness as well. Yeah, I really, I, I agree with that assessment. As sure. someone who has tea in her podcast name, I would hope I'd have a favorite tea. And right tea now answer. I'm doing a green tea, but a lavender is one of my favorites for sure. Uh, myrrh is also really good for peace. Uh, sage is great for clearing in general. So just clearing a space and clearing the energy before you dive into anything. Uh, rosemary is often used for healing, protection, and cleansing. Of course, we've talked about rosemary a ton on this podcast, so I'm sure you're familiar. I think rosemary is the most popular witchcraft herb. Yeah. Just covers absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of that, sort of after you do shadow work and, you know, coming back from that and reentering the real world, lemongrass is great for uplifting. Uh, I I love the smell of it. It's it probably so good. one of my favorites, but it is a very uplifting scent. Eucalyptus is great for strength. And eucalyptus, I like in the shower. I mm, think mm-hmm. Luke, eucalyptus smells like spas. I think they use it in spas like all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it smells like spas to me, but you can get eucalyptus plants and hang them from your shower head. So the steam in the shower will make your whole bathroom smell like that. Um, it's very good for strength and cinnamon is very good for love. And it's also just makes you feel cinnamon. It generally makes you feel a little more powerful. Mm-hmm. So when you're coming it out, kind of, of that yeah, it gives you a boost cinnamon. I've, oh, I use cinnamon for, um, besides the taste. Um, I use it to kind of add speed to things. Um, some of the research I've done says cinnamon might be able to speed some of these things up a little bit. Yes. I always use cinnamon for speed. Definitely. And I think like there's just something about it that's, so 
I think the spice is just like so powerful. Yeah, that... it's sweet and spicy at the same time. So exactly. if you're looking for a little spice and sweetness in your magic, there's <laughs> some cinnamon. Yes. And as always, I have the show notes on the website, whichwednesdays.com and on Patreon. So you don't have to worry about taking notes if you're listening to this while you drive. I will have all of these herbs and things listed out. Uh, and the crystals that I would recommend that are just like great. I think a lot of people like something tangible, um, especially when they're working on shadow work. A lot of people like to astral travel during shadow work. Um, and having a crystal gives you something to hold on to. And they like that just sort of physical connection. So amethyst is often used for balance and stress relief. So that's a very popular one. Labradorite is used for shadow work in general. And Labradorite is really pretty. It's so, so pretty. Just a good, good one to have around. Um, yeah, the, great for, used for shadow work in general. But just if you want to like, get a big chunk of it, it's great home decor. I only have large chunks of it. <laughs> I know. Like, why would, you don't even want to go small because you get like yeah. all of this rainbowy effect of the big one. So mm-hmm. got to get the big chunk. <laughs> uh, sodalite is used for serenity. Selenite is used for aura cleansing. And fluorite is used for self-confidence. So any number of those, any sort of combination will definitely help you in your shadow work journey, depending on how you feel as you start the process. Do you need more stress relief? Do you need more, you know, uplifting energy to help you get through it? Um, It all depends on how you're feeling once you start your own process. Exactly. I, my favorite, and it was one of the first crystals that I started um, when I was 18 using was a combination of a selenite and a fluorite wand. And it was really, really helpful for me. And definitely college is a very stressful time. And as you're learning about all these things, especially when you're going from, I started college at 17 because I'm a summer birthday baby. So going in at a really young age, everyone is significantly older, even just by a year, it can make a difference. And so going into classes, but being on your own and just becoming an adult, literally within weeks of turning 18 can be really stressful. So I would definitely recommend having selenite in general in your collection of crystals because it one can cleanse, but also it just covers so many bases. And the same thing goes for amethyst, um, clear quartz, and everything on this list is something that's useful in almost anything you do. I'm a big crystal fan. The collection keeps growing. I this like little it's not little I have like a bowl I'm like okay if they can stay other than like the big decorative pieces I'm like okay yeah. if the little tumbled crystals can fit in this bowl then we're okay but the bowl is like almost overflowing so oh my gosh. at a questionable level I'm like I need a bigger bowl yeah <laughs> but the good working. thing about the crystals with them being physical is like the concept of having a worry stone and the physical aspect where you could squeeze it you can hold it you could feel the coolness of your of your stones and your crystals because the coolness is its own sensation when you're meditating and you're holding on to it. It's cold, but smooth. And sometimes it can be smooth and rough at the same time. And it just having that in your hand keeps you grounded while you're kind of doing your own thing, but also gives you those extra things while you're working on these things. And the labradorite for sure, the selenite and the fluorite are definitely my favorite for these things as well. Even if it's a physical ailment, it's perfect. <laughs> yes, I highly recommend. We're a big crystal fans. 
Uh, that is all we wanted to share on this intro episode. Still a lot, but hopefully gives you a better understanding of what shadow work is Mm -hmm. and how you might want to and why you might want to start that process in your life. Mm -hmm. But if you have any questions, you can definitely reach out. There's a Discord server so other witches can answer as well. But of course, emails and we're on Instagram and you know all the places to find me. So I will let Fauna tell you all the places that you can find her. Okay, so you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and you can also send emails. On Instagram, it is at uh, Cat's Tea in Witchcraft. On Twitter, it is at Cat's Tea in Witch. Apparently, they couldn't fit witchcraft in the Twitter handle. And my email is Cat's Tea in Witchcraft Podcast at gmail.com. And I hope you will definitely go listen to her after this. She's got a whole bunch of episodes for you to catch up on. A lot of great information and a different perspective for you to learn from uh if so if you like this you know kind of podcast format and getting some great uh beginner information and collecting it all in one place then you should definitely check her out i think you will really enjoy it yeah for sure and i've i've noticed we kind of tend to have a pattern where some of the things we're working on tend to be really similar or even if they're different they're things that you can combine and they will work together as well because there's so many aspects of witchcraft where one topic melds into another topic even if it's slightly different they use so many crossovers so you don't have to just listen to one of us you can listen to 10 different witchcraft podcasts and you'll get something out of all of them absolutely and lots of different perspectives and things to learn and we always say that that we can't cover everything we want to in one episode so now there's even more for you to check out yeah for sure (laughs) But Fauna, thank you so much for being here. Had a great time with you this week. And thank you for I having me. Over on your podcast soon. And I will yes. let my listeners know when I am over there. Awesome. And listeners, yeah. that's all I have for you this week. And I will see you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market need even more witchcraft subscribe to patreon for exclusive bonus content three times a week and order sabbat boxes and other supplies at witchwednesdays.com be sure to follow on instagram at witchwednesdays podcast